Hey there, all you mother lovers. This is Josh Rayner here. Uh, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say uh, that this one was recorded before we found out the news about the cancellation of How I Met Your Father. Um, so there won't be any reference to the fact that it was canceled. Uh, I think we even make like a How I Met Your Mother reference in the episode, but obviously this was long before, uh, like a week before, because um, we were trying to get ahead a little bit. Um, and so there's not going to be any mention of it, um, but be sure to head over to our, our Twitter page. It's uh, at last call H I M Y M. Uh, our pinned post has a petition uh, to you know get the show renewed again so that we can at least get one more season to get it wrapped up, find out who the father is, all that stuff. Uh, so head over there and be sure hashtag it, uh, uh, hashtag save H I M Y F. Get that uh, trending, get that spread everywhere. We want to get the show back on the air, all right? Uh, so uh, in the next episode, we'll probably discuss it a bit more, our thoughts on on the cancellation and everything. But uh, until then, enjoy this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's, the best damn how I met your mother podcast on the internet. I am one of your hosts, Josh, here with my best bud, John. How you doing, man? Never better. Always good when we're talking about how I met your mother. I love this episode. This is it's like a nice little standalone. It doesn't it doesn't have to do with a whole lot of other stuff. It's but it's a real fun one. No, you know, and I, I think that every time I watch this one too, I'm like, it's definitely one of my favorite episodes, like of the series. But it has nothing to do with like the whole Ted finding his wife thing. It has nothing to do with anything that's currently going on at all. This is literally just like you could pluck this from like the series itself, and it could just be its own standalone thing. Yeah, and uh, I don't remember if it was for on um, the, the commentary for this episode or for the previous one, but they had talked about how that's kind of what they wanted to do with this season do a do more of those standalone type episodes. That makes sense. Yeah, so we'll see a bit more of those throughout the because like Stella's not even mentioned in this episode, not not Ooh. at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stella, Stella, Stella. <laughs> she did not. So okay, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that for a second because you're the Seinfeld person. <clears throat> Why does Elaine do that, Stella? 
Well, it, it's it's from it, it's taken from a movie from a, a stage play. Technically, it's from Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yep. In the and in the movie, uh, Marlon Brando is the one who says it. Oh, okay. I love Marlon Brando. Yeah. He yeah, can very, say st- very young Marlon Brando. It's funny. He can say Stella, but he can't say Krypton. Nope. Krypton. Krypton. <laughs> like I said, it's a very young Marlon Brando. <laughs> Who knows what happened with, with all that age? <laughs> all the coke? I mean... You don't, get to be the, you don't get to be the <laughs> godfather by selling hot dogs on a corner. I mean... I guess you're probably right. Probably right. <laughs> All right. So that's then. right, ladies and gentlemen. Season three, episode four. Nope. Season four, episode three. Nope. <laughs> Wrong again. Like that. Never mind. Leave it in there. <laughs> no, folks. We are on season four, episode two. The best burger episode in New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I love I, I I love I love it when we do this show. It's just so much fun. I mean, you <laughs> can tell which one of us is the note taker and which one of us just watches it to throw in his two cents. There we go. Hey, you know what? We all need two cents once in a while. I mean, <laughs> I I definitely need two cents right now. If anybody wants to throw it at a uh, jmade one, throw your two cents at me. It'll greatly be appreciated right now. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. All right. So this episode, like I said, the best burger in New York, uh, aired originally on September 29th of 2008, was directed by Pamela Fryman and written by Carter Bays and Craig Thomas. And the summary reads, when Marshall first moved to New York, he found a small burger place that made the best burger in New York. Now, to cheer up the jobless marshal, the gang decide to track it down. So, this is one of the things I love about this episode, is that it doesn't start out with a future Ted thing. No. I don't don't even think he's in it. I don't think so either. I don't remember him being in it. Yeah, I don't... It it kind of really just starts out with them sitting at the, the booth, and they're talking, and Wendy comes over to take the food order. And I, I have an issue right away. Robin orders okay. five five burgers for the whole table. And then yeah. they're like, okay, well, maybe we should talk about it. Maybe we could go someplace else. And I have no issues with them being like, you know, maybe we shouldn't eat here at McLaren's. But who orders five burgers and doesn't let anybody just order their own shit? Right? It's like... Maybe they don't want it, you know, cooked a certain way. Maybe they don't want certain things on it. They're just like, give us five burgers. Boom. That's it. Well, and I mean, like, because she speaks for everybody when she does that. She's literally just like five burgers. Yep, yep. And honestly, it's the only reason I don't feel horrible for her for the rest of the episode. (laughs) Because... She's the one who chose to do this weird seven-day cleanse and then bailed on it after a day. I'm just saying. It was two. <laughs> Day and a half, because Marshall's like, you just started it yesterday. I know, but she's <laughs> So I'm assuming she started point. it in the morning I'm and ended probably. it in the evening the next day. So it's te- I guess technically it's like two days, but... Well, she, really she's the morning. one who makes the quote. She's like, it was two days. Yeah. And I'm just she's- like... Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just really bugs me, because like, what if somebody didn't want a burger? What if somebody wanted like chicken fingers? Or, I mean, we know that uh, McLaren's has a meatball sub. 
Yeah. So I mean, like, what if what if somebody would have wanted something different? But she's just jumps the gun, and then she's like five burgers. No, yeah, I get it. I absolutely get it. And then uh, <laughs> I love the joke though that comes after this. I love the gang sitting there being like, "Well, maybe we should talk about ordering someplace else." And Robin's like, "No." We do this all the time. We talk about yeah. going someplace else and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but then I love how like they start talking about things. And Ted's like, Chinese. And Barney's like, I don't want Chinese. And he's yep. like, Mexican. And he goes, I just said no, I don't no, want... No, he says, he says uh, Indian first. He says Indian. You're right. Indian. Yeah. And Barney's like, I just said I don't want Chinese. Yeah. And he's like, they're different. And he's like, rice, weird smell, and... No, it was... Uh, it was um. Uh, weird meat, or yeah, weird meat, strange music side of rice. What's the difference? That joke would not fly today. Yeah, it, it was real bad. <laughs> and, and then yeah, because then Ted's like, "Fine, Mexican food." And Barry's like, "I just said I don't want Chinese." And I'm like, <laughs> they, wow. doubled, they doubled down on it, man. They Dude, I mean, it's it. just it's it's a funny joke. I'm it gonna say funny. it. It is a funny joke. I laughed it every would time. Not fly today. It would not. I laughed every single time they, they, that it, that I watched it and it was said. But yeah, it's uh, it, it's a it's a little edgy for for today. I think uh, unfortunately, you know, that's just I mean, kind of the way it is. Thing, that's though, it's not edgy. It's funny for it today. Really, I said. I mean, I think it's only edgy for today because people can't take a joke. Yeah, I think that kind of a joke. I think is. When people bag on stuff like that, it's a little you know you're going a little far. I mean, there are definite jokes in this show that uh uh-uh, that it shouldn't even oh, have been yeah. at that time to be honest. Uh, let alone uh, you know today's landscape. But um, yeah, I, I think this one, I think this one's fine. I, I like I said, I laughed at it every time. Oh, uh, dude, it's it, it's a great delivery too. Like because just... really, it's more about showing how ignorant barney is you, you know what i mean <laughs> well especially considering like later on we find out that he has like the map of like women he slept with yeah. he in the aspect of food he might as well just say that all the women he slept with count as like one person because they'd all be the same like yeah yeah if, if he's gonna yeah if he's gonna do it the same way he does it with the food yeah absolutely um uh, so before we go go any farther, I had had a couple of couple of notes from the commentary that I had gotten. Uh, apparently, this episode based on a true story from Carter's life. Oh, okay. But, in, but instead of a burger joint that he, that he couldn't find, it was a record store. Oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah, this is like one of the first times he went to New York. He found this awesome record store, and then. Could never find it again. It was a numbered street. <laughs> yeah, which I love that joke because, like, almost every street is a numbered street. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And so well, it's a hilarious joke. There's me. a lot of little jokes in this episode that really make me laugh. And one of my favorite ones is after Marshall initially goes out for the burger and he comes home and Ted's like, oh, man, I want that burger. He's like, you think the restaurant's still open? And Marshall's like, I don't know. Our place is open past 8.30? 9.30. Yeah. You think, have places in New York open past 9.30? That's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of really good ones. Um, also, uh, apparently, they wanted to do this story since season one, but were having a really hard time figuring out how to do it. Really? Like, they, they knew they wanted to do this story about uh, Marshall looking for this burger, 
but they just they couldn't it's they it's a term that they call breaking a story they couldn't figure out how to break the story until now so like they've been they've been wanting to do it the whole time so but i mean it makes sense but the first couple of seasons are very strung together yeah so this is a very stand apart ish episode so it's a good place to have put it in then yeah yeah and i think it turned out fantastic um <laughs> Oh, I, as I go through my notes, I do realize there is future Ted is in this. He's he is at the very beginning. Is he? Yeah, I, I'm I'm reading through because it says I wrote it down. Uh, episode starts off future Ted telling his kids about how New York has changed a lot. Oh, from you're when right. First group there because I have some notes about this. Um, there's a it says with uh, I wrote down with a lot lots of cool little unique places like the Elbow Room and Fez being replaced by a drugstore and of course Goliath National Bank. Fez and the Elbow Room were real places in New York City that closed down. Oh, no shit. Fez uh, was Craig and Carter's go-to bar, uh, along with McGee's, which is what they kind of model. They used those two bars to model McLaren's. Oh, that's cool. Uh, And they also apparently got Ted's last name from a DJ there that played. His name was Josh Mosby. Uh And Fez did actually turn into a bank. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like a Wachovia Bank, I think is what it said. And then uh, Craig and Carter's band, The Solids, who do the the theme song, they used to play at the Elbow Room. Oh, no shit. And before it closed down, or uh, they they played there before it closed down, and it did, in fact, turn into a drugstore. So they they used, like, real-life stuff for that. That's Uh, pretty cool. I thought that was really cool. Oh man. Uh we get we do get uh, a scene at the apartment with Barney wearing a whole bunch of G and B swag. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Which I love. And it reminded me of, of that scene in Wayne's World. <laughs> pro- we don't product- do sponsors. Yeah, I love that scene. We, specifically uh the, the, the part with, with yeah, with Garth and the Adidas. <laughs> Cause he's just decked out with him, man. Listen, I love the <laughs> Pepsi one. It is one of my favorite throwouts that they do in that movie. Because yes. he, he's like, uh, you're right. It is a voice. The voice of tomorrow. Yeah. I like the Newprin one. Dude, you always like the Newprin one. Little. Little. Yellow. Yellow. Different. Different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. And uh, and Barney offers Marshall a job at, in their legal department at GNB. Because GNB bought out Ultracell, which was the company that he used to work for. I, I'm just I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preempt here. Please tell me that you wrote down the jingle... In your notes. Not the whole thing, no. I did not. Oh, man, because I loved the jingle. (laughs) (laughs) In times of need, I like to sing myself a little ditty. And he does it. He's like a Goliath National Bank. Yeah, I love the the way he ends it. Goliath National Bank. Member FDIC. (laughs) Member (laughs) FDIC. Because he does that several times in the episode. Mm -hmm. And he, almost any time he mentions GMB, he's like, member FDIC, which is a great little runner. for. I mean, for, it's absolutely a great little runner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there was all this stuff before before any of the stuff at the bar with the burger and everything. Because uh, uh, then Lily, like, shoots down the idea of Marshall taking a job there. You're cause, right, because he's going to he, save the environment. And we get this little montage of Marshall getting ready for interviews, which I thought was great. Like he's slowly like just devolving into you, just, like, you will not cry. <laughs> you will not cry this time. He's just losing all his like hope and drive. And I've been there, man. And I'm sure you've been there. I know I've been there. Oh man, it's it's a tough thing when you're in those moments. Yeah, where it's just like months upon months without 
without a job. We've both been in that situation before, and it's never never a good time. Uh, and I love that they they do specifically tell us that the when they are at the bar, it's September 29th, which is the day that the episode dropped, which I thought was really that cool. That is fair, they, yeah. they don't They don't do it very often, but I thought that was really cool. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, yeah, and then we, we went through, you know, all the stuff at the bar. Uh, oh, so, okay. We talked about how, you know, Robin made this order and everything, and she didn't get her food, right? But it took them an hour to get those burgers to the table. Because the screen says one hour later. I mean, you're not wrong. And the bar's not that busy. I mean, it might not be that busy, but the cook might not be experienced either we don't know what's going on in that kitchen i mean the whole thing was they got a new a new cook and like he makes this awesome burger you know what i mean that was that's the whole point of why like what she was hyping it about true i mean you're not wrong i'm sorry but five like five burgers an hour i don't well, know man so I here's my thought. i would have left at that point we we that. never actually hear the way any of the burgers get ordered but i want to know why robin's burger takes more time each time who knows, man? And then here's my other big question. Because we see the burgers get ordered here. We see the burgers get ordered at the second place. And then they end up at the third restaurant, which ends up being the right restaurant. Yeah. Who paid? Well, okay. I actually have this in my notes. When they leave, the McLarens, kind of like almost it, like to the edge of the screen, you see Ted turn around, pull money out of his wallet, and put it on the table. Fair. Now, the other places, I couldn't tell you. So the only means- thing I could think of is maybe they had to prepay, like they, you know, they ordered and paid, kind of almost like a, like a fast food place would do. But uh, outside of that, I don't, I don't know. So think about this. Those burgers weren't small. They were decent-sized mm-hmm. burgers. Like, they were already burgers. Yeah. They're, they had to have been at least 20 bucks. Easy. Which means Ted threw down about 100 bucks plus tip. Maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, especially in New York City, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, the fact that they went to multiple places and did this, yeah, like that's, yeah, that's, and, and well, in, in two of those places didn't even eat the burgers. Nope. And that, and that's the thing too, is that in two of the <clears throat> places they took a bite from the burgers. Yeah, that's it. And then that's poor like, Robin didn't even get that. No. I mean, yeah, because like the at at McLaren's, Marshall just throws it on the ground, <laughs> which is like that's kind of rude because now somebody's got it. Probably Wendy's going to have to clean that up. I don't know. Listen, it just add it to the list of reasons why Wendy hates Marshall and Ted. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> uh, so as this is going on, Marshall tells them a story about eight years ago. The, you know, his first week in New York, you know, and we started talking a little bit about this, but uh, I I love the, the whole thing with the baseball bat and how he's just afraid to leave his apartment. Oh, yeah. And, he, and he's watching an old Jewish lady 
in a bikini on tel- on, on public access. Listen, <laughs> oh, I love it when Ted comes home. He's like, "Listen, you got to go outside. You've got to you've got to experience things." And he's like, "Oh, okay. I'll I'll guess I'll go." And he's like, "Leave the bat." So he leaves, leaves the, the bat, bat yeah. and then like. His first experience outside reminds me of it's the episode where they make fun of Marshall for being outside, because he's like walking, he's like, oh, da, 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 da. Yeah. he's like, hey you, what's up? Oh, yeah. and then you got like the guy who's like handing out flyers, obviously for like a dirty. Well, yeah, because they say um, it, the the restaurant's tucked between a taxidermist and a and an erotic bookstore. I think is yeah. what he says, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but it's just funny. It makes me laugh because I'm like, man, I'm like, okay. So, you know, Marshall's just clearly like this people person when he's out and about because he clearly just likes people. Yeah. And it makes me laugh. Well, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of get that idea when anytime he goes back to Minnesota or anytime that he is, talks about Minnesota. You're not wrong. You know, like that's why he loves the big box store that he, you know what I mean, that in that one episode. <laughs> Because everybody's so friendly, you know. Yeah, that's that makes total sense, though. We haven't got to that one yet, though. I know, hey, dude. We spoil things all the time. Come on. I know. <laughs> Spoilers, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I don't know. Like I said, I just I like to think of things sometimes when I'm watching episodes, and I thought about them ditching on two sets of burgers, and I was like, somebody paid for those, like. Yeah. At least the third ones finally get eight. And by that point, you know, we've got our surprise. At, mi- at minimum, McLaren's was paid for by Ted. Yes. Uh, the other uh, green door place, I don't know, man. Like I said, I'm wondering if it's kind of like, uh, you know, like a five guys where you go in, you pay for your food, and then you sit down kind of a Maybe. thing. Like, that's the only thing I could think of because otherwise, yeah, they just they just bolted without paying for all those. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. Like said, that's a lot. But uh, yeah, uh, and so Mar- like you said, Marshall goes for this walk and he finds this place, this little little green door with a red neon burger <laughs> sign, and there's a picture of Regis Philbin inside. Oh, I love it, and he looks so happy when he's eating the burger, too. dude. He's like savoring it. It's like it made me want to eat this burger. You know? I mean, we've had some pretty banging burgers in our life. Like, I can't complain. Yeah, man. I don't know that I've ever had a burger that's been like so amazing that I've like ran home to tell you and like <laughs> we go back. But I've had yeah. some pretty banging burgers. Yeah, absolutely. And this is just another episode of Jason Siegel and his food. <laughs> yeah, it happens so many times in this well, show. And I mean, you're not wrong. But this is also where we get my favorite line, too, where he's like, oh, man, Ted. He's like, I just had this most amazing burger. And, he, and I love how Ted's like, oh, man, I want one of those burgers. He's like, do you think they're still open? Well, yeah. I don't know. Do you think places in New York City are open past 930? <laughs> it's a great one. Um, I also love that he hits Marshall in the head with a bat. <laughs> with the bat. Hits him hard <laughs> with the bat. Dude, he does. It's like, oh my god! Like he, he was just making fun of Marshall for like being afraid and using the bat and everything, and then he's over here sleeping. Oh, yeah. with the damn thing! <laughs> well, I mean, I get it. It's their first like first couple of months in like New York City and stuff. So like, I get it. I think it's their first. I think he said it was their first week in there. In yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, and so I love that. Like, this is where like they go back over to the bar, mm-hmm. and Marshall's like, you know, we never found this place again. And I love the guy behind him. Like, yes. he rudely interrupts. And I mean, like, I get he's not trying to be rude. No, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he's definitely not trying to be rude. And what's funniest about this 
is, according to the commentary, in the script, this guy's name is, quote-unquote, the nicest guy in the world. That's the way they <laughs> labeled him in the script, apparently. But it's... So this is my takeaway on this. You hear that story, that whole story, which means Marshall... Because Marshall even says, I looked for it and never found it again. Which means Marshall has looked for this place. And this guy's like, oh, I know the place you're looking for. Yeah. And Marshall... And I mean, Marshall, being as nice as he is, he lets the guy talk, and the guy's like, oh, you're looking for this place. Marshall's like, oh, oh, let me think. I never thought to check the zeitgeist and think that, you know, best burger in New York. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's what you get for sticking your nose into other people's fucking business. I mean, I get it. I mean, he was just trying to be nice. I'm wondering if he's, um, like, is he actually, like, a local even? I, you know what right. I mean? Um, just simply just for the fact of how nice he actually was. But also, Marshall's kind of a dick. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that I get both sides of this because I've been the nice guy who's been like, oh, I know what you're looking for. Also, I find it interesting. We see this story that he's telling, mm-hmm. right? But apparently he never actually says green door, red sign until after this. Because because that's because then Robin jumps in. She's like, wait, green door, red burger sign. You know that what I mean? That is true. Because if he had said Green Door, Red Burger sign, maybe that guy wouldn't have stuck his nose in. That Cause, is true. Because the Corner Bistro does not have that. You know. That is that's a good point. So like I, I don't know, which I think is interesting because like we get, we see it, but he apparently doesn't say it to them. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's telling the story as like he came across this place. He might not have said it. And realistically, much. it's future Ted telling the story that Marshall, you know, the, the story True. of Marshall telling the story. So that's why we, we, as the audience, are seeing it because future Ted is saying it, but apparently Marshall did not. That's okay. I mean, that makes even more sense. Yeah, yeah. I always forget that when a story is being told, it's being told from Ted's perspective. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. Again, though, I feel bad for the guy, but I don't feel bad for the guy. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Mind and then we fucking business. Yeah, and then we get this montage of Marshall and Lily trying burgers from a bunch of different places, including a veggie burger place. Like, come on, Lily. Like, did you really oh, think this was going to be the place? And I love that one because they focus <laughs> on that one for a minute. Because, mm-hmm. like, Marshall clearly walks out of the other places. Yeah. And then, like, the veggie burger one, like, he's still sitting at the table. I'm like, oh, man. Something's going to happen with that one. It, it sure as hell does. Oh, sure as hell does. Um, also, during this montage, we get so many of those classic Lily wigs. I loved it. Yep. You know me. I love I loved those stupid wigs. <laughs> yeah, you love it when they give a good throwback to Lily's past tense. Uh-huh. It's always fun for me. Um, and all of these places have a picture of Regis. Which is which is funny. Which which obviously means because like we do find out later on that Regis tried finding this burger too. He obviously tried all these same places. Yep. And got his picture up on the wall in all these places as so, well. So yeah, so I and we skipped over the fact that Regis <laughs> is a special guest in this episode. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, kids we just <laughs> filming used to be on morning television. Uh, it originally and, started with him being on a show called Live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee, yeah. Yeah, I remember Kathy Lee. Don't worry. I was going to say Regis and Kelly. And then he was also the host of uh, a very popular game show for a while. Who wants to be a millionaire? Mm. Yeah. 
Sir, I have seen the movie. It's called Slumdog Millionaire. <laughs> Not quite, sir. Not quite. <laughs> uh, then Ted uh, mentions, he says, uh, oh, you remember that one time we almost had a break in the case? Yeah. And, and we find out that Barney goes to the same gym as Regis, and they go and uh, and they ask him about this burger. Place. Regis is just pumping iron. He's yeah. like, oh, that burger. Which- Dude, He's so like, he he wants that fucking burger, man. Dude, he it, wants that burger. You're it, not joking. It drives his life right now. <laughs> I love how because he gives Barney his number too, and he's like, "Listen, he's like, if you ever find that burger, you call me." Yeah. So after Dude, he calls Ted, he calls Marshall Lurch, and then he calls Ted Satchel Mouth, and yep. you see Ted Mouth to to Marshall. He's like Satchel Mouth. Yeah. Well, and it makes me laugh because when Barney calls him after they're leaving the Clarins <laughs> to go to the first place, he's like, oh, you should call Regis. He's like, oh, you're right. They're in the car. That guy scares me. And he calls him and he's like, who is this? And he's like, Barney. We met uh, the one time about the burger. He's like, the burger. The burger. <laughs> yeah, man, he is obsessed and obsessed. rather aggressively obsessive about it, too. Well, and it makes me laugh because he's in the middle of like a new game show, apparently, like uh, Heads or Tails. Heads, heads or Tails, yeah. And he's like, listen, I got to go. And he just like fucking walks off set. Which, do, do, do you remember Heads or Tails? Vaguely. Heads or Tails is the same show that Robin later on takes a job as what they call the, oh, yeah, coin, the coin flip, flip bimbo. bimbo. It's the yeah, same yeah. show, yeah. Yeah. Or, or a currency rotation specialist, as uh, it is technically called. Listen, but we yeah, all I have that, that one that. job that we never call it what it truly is. Mm-hmm. Mine is, I call it an underwater porcelain cleaning technician. Okay? It's how I ramp up my... Uh, my resume yeah. a little bit it's true because yeah. when i tell people that people are like oh man tell me about that and i'm like i clean uh porcelain in water it was usually very hot <laughs> i'm not gonna tell people i was a fucking dishwasher hey man it, it, you guys out there you can use that if you want <laughs> i also found ways if you ever want to know people hit me up on twitter uh hit me up on my inbox specifically i found ways to get D on your resume and it passes by. <laughs> there you go, folks. <laughs> oh, okay. So then they head uh, off to. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, Robin says, you know, red door, uh, you know, bur- neon burger sign. I know exactly where this place is. I pass by it all the time. And yep. so they go. Uh, and, and, you know, Barney's still hyping GNB the whole time. Dude, whole time. And, uh, yeah, we get the whole thing with with Regis and in, in, in the it's million dollar heads or tails specifically. No, it's called makes sense. Yeah, uh, and they get there, you know, and we see the green door, we see the sign. To us, it's like, oh shit, hey, you know, they found the place, cool. But it's like halfway through the episode, right? And he's like, okay, well, what the fuck's gonna happen? You know what I mean? Right. And, and if you're watching this for the first time, you're like, okay, something's got to happen. And they get in there again. Robin doesn't get her burger. Yeah, yeah. Plates come out, and she's like, everybody just go ahead. You know, Lily, Ted, and Barney loving it, just like at McLaren's. They're, like, really into this burger. And Marshall's like, this isn't the burger. This isn't the burger. It's not, man. But Ted thinks he's, like, just overhyped the burger. Now, this it actually is the burger. You know what I mean? Make, maybe all these years of talking about it and, and, and dreaming about it has made it 
unattainable essentially for him. It's funny it's because this makes me think <clears throat> that the last season when Ted overhypes sex. <laughs> yes. And he's, he's like, oh man, these potato skins. Not as good as I remember. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm wondering if that's why Ted has that mindset then. You know what Could I mean? Be. You know, it, it would make sense for him. Um, but then Marshall gives this amazing monologue about the burger where he's just kind of describing it and how incredible it is and everything. And just the way that Jason Siegel delivers this speech, it's so damn good, dude. Oh, yeah. He talks about how, like, the burger and, like, the way the, like, then, like, the tomato and the yeah. lettuce. It's just, like, just the way he does it. And I, and I found out. I didn't know this. I saw, I, as I'm doing my research, I found this out. It's actually a riff on a similar speech from the movie Amadeus. Huh. Where uh, Salieri is describing Mozart's music, and it's it's done in in the same way. That's where that is amazing. It. Yeah, but they just made it about a burger instead. I mean, but that's that is amazingly well done because like yeah. yeah. Also Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Mm, mm. But yeah, just the way Jason Siegel his performance with it, dude, it's fantastic. Like it's so good. I wish they had given him more stuff like that. Yeah, the show would have been it would have been great. Well, especially um, with food because food's kind of like Marshall's like yeah. his comfort. It is. I mean, fuck, uh, all kinds of stuff. We had like the cake in the first season. We had the <laughs> remember, the, the the Christmas cookies. Oh god, um, yeah. <laughs> I would love to have seen what he could have done with the seven layer uh, salad. Yeah, that would have been good. He was he eating a burger and it gets slapped out of his hands. You know, all kinds of stuff. We always oh, see him lots eating, of stuff. But we always see him eating eating something. You know? Oh yeah, uh, and then Lily has this great little comedic button to the end of his speech, where she's just like, "And you got our wedding vows off the internet, <laughs> off the internet." <laughs> Which is funny because, like, I was reading uh, on the wiki, and they were like, they were trying to say, "Oh, it doesn't, it, it it's, it's out of continuity because um, he comes up with his vows like on the fly because they they do the marriage, the wedding, but it's like." I, I'm pretty sure she's talking about the 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 with everybody wedding, probably because he would have had vows for that specifically. Yeah, because he brought them and like he didn't. The vows that he gave under the tree were not the vows he was gonna give. No, they weren't. So like the vows that he originally had, I'm assuming then were off the internet. Probably. Yeah, which I mean. It's Marshall. I get it. I was going to say, it's Marshall. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he starts to kind of like lose it a bit and, and like walks out. And uh, Lily kind of, she tells everybody about how he's not doing so well. He needs to get a job. And uh, we get this line between Ted and Robin here. And I don't know if you caught it. The line is, tell him about the underpants. What about yeah. the underpants? The do, you know what, do you know what this is a reference to? No. It's a Ghostbusters line. Tell him about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, I don't it's, think I ever thought about that. Yeah, yeah. It's take, yeah, it's, it's where, directly taken from that. That's where Egon's like, oh, yeah. Say, you know, this Twinkie represents yeah. the... Yeah, yeah. And then Pete and then Vankman walks in and he's like, tell him about the Twinkie. And then Vankman's like, what about the Twinkie? What yeah. about the Twinkie? Yeah, so that's, that's where this was taken from. Fair. I, okay. I respect that line so much more now. 
Yeah, but yeah, they they talk about the underwear boundaries and like you know everybody has an underpants radius. Yeah. Now let, let me ask you this because I've lived with you, and they say a normal person's underpants radius is from their bedroom to the bathroom. <clears throat> now both of you and I have lived together, and I know for a fact that both of ours. I'm putting this out there on national recording, That's and I, I understand that both of ours are past that. Oh, I've so definitely, how, how I've, I've 100% that? gone outside. You like, I've gotten the mail. I'm pretty sure I've gone out to my car in my underwear before, just like to grab something real quick. Yeah, I've done it. I don't care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And that's the way the Twinkie explodes. It is, man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care. I wear I wear bo- I wear boxer briefs, so it's like they're almost like shorts. Almost. Nothing's popping out. Especially my current ones. They don't have a cock pocket. Oh yeah, no, it's, neither do mine. So so nothing's popping out. And anyway, so. so as they're talking about the underpants radius, we get a shot to a few times of Marshall with his underpants radius. Yes. And the last one is my favorite one because it's him at the vegan restaurant. And he gets over the table. He's like, "Come on, Lily, we're leaving." Yep. And I'm just like, and it continues from where it cut off before, and he's yep. in his underpants at the restaurant. Why did Lily not stop him? Like that's on her, dude. That is totally on. Why wasn't she just like, "Hey, Marshall, could you please put some shorts on?" Yeah, it's like we're going to a restaurant. It's like, no, we're not going anywhere if you don't put <laughs> some some pants or something on. Like she allowed that. Yeah. That's on her. Totally on her. Yeah. Also, I don't know if you caught it. The first one when he's on the couch, he's watching Million Dollar Heads or Tails. Oh yeah. yeah. It's always heads. It's always heads. It's almost always heads. <laughs> oh. Uh, and this is where Barney sings the GNB song that you were, you know, so happy about. Goliath National, National Bank. Bank. Yeah. Uh, and then. After Marshall has left, the waitress comes out with Robin's burger, and Lily asks her about, you know, if they, like, changed cooks or anything, and she tells them that the place was modeled after another place uptown with the same green door and neon sign, and now they are off to go and get themselves, to find this place and get themselves a burger, and Robin, yet again, not getting to eat. And it's at this point where they say this, and I remember the first couple times I watched this episode, and wasn't like so like in my mind. She goes, "It was modeled after a place that had a green door, red sign," and I went, "Uh oh," because you don't usually get little places like that that spawn (laughs) a secondary place. Yeah. So I was like, something fucking happened, and like. Obviously, you know, this is where it cuts to, like, Marshall and them are going down the street, and you've yeah. got the guy still handing out the flyers, and, yep, yep, yep. you know, Marshall's like, oh, and as they round the corner, we discover that it's not there anymore. Oh, what? But what is there? But, <laughs> hold on, because Regis is with them at this point. No, 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 he's not. No, but ba- he's not. on the way there, Barney calls him to tell him about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he- he destroys. I don't. Destroys what is that? Destroys a mailbox. Is it a mailbox? I wasn't sure if it was a mailbox or like one of those newspaper things or what it was. Oh, it could have been one of those, but it's yeah. definitely you know. He destroys. Shows his strength. Yeah, man. But yeah, so it's not there. <laughs> but a GMB ATM is there. Yes, it is, man. Oh, you're right. No, it's not. It's because it wasn't Regis. I was thinking of. It's the guy handing out flyers. Yeah. Because the guy handing out flyers is like, oh, I know the place you're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's like. It still exists. It just moved locations for a small fee of two hundred bucks. No, one hundred. 
or 100. Yeah. I'll tell you where it's at. Yeah. And they're all like, because this is where it comes back to what I was thinking about with the money. Because everybody's paid for burgers along the way. It's like, oh, nobody has money. And yeah. Barney's like, oh, man, if only there was a quick and convenient way to get money. Yeah. And they all kind of look at the ATM, and this is, he does the GMB thing again. Yeah, yeah. Member FDIC. <laughs> Member FDIC. Dude, and and before all this though, Lily gets real mad at Barney because he's going on and on about GMB and and after the fact that now it's an ATM and since so she just starts shit talking GMB like crazy, and then Barney's like, Marshall, you got to tell her. Yep, tell her about the Twinkie. Yeah, and then we finally find out that Marshall has a job. Actually, he took a job at GMB with Barney. GMB. Yeah. Uh, also, we get this little this little thing with Robin. She's so hungry, she picks up a bag of chips off the floor. Yeah. She's, she says, but they're not open, you know? <laughs> she claims they weren't open, but they were barbecue, John. They were barbecue. It was That's a bag, my favorite. You, you could see it's a bag of barbecue Lay's, and those are damn good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let me ask you this. You randomly find an unopened bag of chips <laughs> on the ground. You're going to pick them up and eat them? I mean, if I haven't eaten for two days, I might. I mean, I can't say I wouldn't. Okay, let's let's hypothetically say you're walking down the street eating a calzone. You <laughs> drop your calzone on the sidewalk. Do you um, pick the calzone up and eat it? No, I don't remember. Did it land just directly on the sidewalk, or was there oh, yeah. a piece of paper between it? Like, nope. Oh, it man. touched the <sighs> New York City sidewalks. I don't think so, man. City sidewalks. We talked a little bit about this when we were doing How I Met Your Father, and there was that episode when Sophie had the had the, the red vines, correct. and she dumped a bunch of them, but she was like picking them up. I'm like, uh-uh, man. Every single one of those that fell on the ground, they'd be left there. No fucking way. Uh, like, <laughs> no thank you, man. I mean, homeless people randomly pissing shit on this uh, you know all over the joint i'm just saying it's true i've seen it with my own two eyes you know <laughs> uh josh got personal accountability on this one ah, man it's 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 crazy and i would definitely not uh i'm sorry marshall but i would not be in that calzone <laughs> okay so calzone and possibly a bag of chips are off the table yeah i mean like i said if it's unopened maybe maybe that's a big. You check move. it for its air supply. I I check it that I you know maybe give it a sniff test, make sure nothing's you know gross has been on the bag. You know that's I don't know, fair. That kind of stuff. You know. <laughs> so yeah, so I I love this because then like obviously you know they take the money out, they they pay the guy. Yeah. And the next scene we got all of them plus Regis sitting around the table, burgers are being served, and everybody starts to eat. Yes. And oh well, no, Regis isn't there right away. No, no, he's not there till the end, till the very end. But yeah, so they start eating the burger, and Marshall's like, "Nope, this isn't it." And he starts to walk away, and he stops, and he turns around, and what does he do? No, 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 that you're thinking of Regis. No, you're right. I am thinking Regis. Marshall says that like Marshall like right away is like, "This is it," you know, and they enjoy yeah. it. We actually get to see Robin eating a burger finally. Finally. Yeah, but then Third yeah, burger. They- the episode ends with all of them there, and Regis right. is finally there. You're right. Yeah, he's the one who does all that. This isn't yeah, it. This like, isn't what? it. Come on. And he gets up. He's like, wait a minute. 
This is the burger. This is the burger. And you hear Marshall. Marshall's like, oh, Regis. <laughs> yeah. There's no. only one thing that would have made this scene even better. And it's a, cr- it's a cross-promotional thing. So it's like, I have me dreaming. Okay. But like, Steve Martin kicks in the door and he leans in and he's like, Hamburger! Hamburger! I mean, that would have been funny. Uh, yeah, I don't see that would have ever happened, but that would have been really funny. Listen, I mean, Steve <laughs> Martin and Robin Williams crashed on the friend set. Or it wasn't Steve Martin, it was, uh, fuck, who was that guy? I'm not sure. I don't know. It's the guy from When Harry Met Sally. Isn't that Tom Hanks? Then it's the other one. With Meg Ryan. Sleepless in Seattle? Or is that Tom Hanks? It's not. Fuck. Hold on. God damn it. <laughs> I know who I'm thinking of, and I can't I can't remember his name to save my life. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Which one I, is I which? I want to say Gutenberg, but it's not Gutenberg either. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Gotta love yourself a little Steve Gutenberg there, John. You know, he's done some good Billy, stuff. It was Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. Oh, but yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, Billy Crystal. And they walk yeah. in, they're talking about the... And then Joey pipes in, and he's like, excuse me, can't you see we're having a private conversation here? Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> it's funny, though, because I can never remember Billy Crystal by name. I always remember him by his voice. And whenever I think of Billy Crystal's voice, instantly I think of Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski, man, absolutely. Mike Wazowski! <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. So that wraps up the episode. How, what What are your overall thoughts on this, man? How do you like this episode? It must have been a good fucking burger. Right? I mean... Like... <laughs> burgasm. I like this episode. This episode as a standalone, not tied into the continuity of the rest of the Ted meeting a mother and fucking trying to be Mr. Good Guy all the time. It's a funny fucking episode. It is. Plus the appearance by Regis and like the little uh, jokes that are made in between. Hilarious yeah. shit. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I really like this one quite a bit. Uh, I always enjoy Marshall and his food. Those are always fun times for me. Marshall so. finding a burger. There you go, man. You just you just made that a, made a, a fucking new song, man. You got to write the lyrics. All right. So now that the episode is out of the way. It is time for your favorite part of the episode. It's time for Barney's blog. Suit up, bitches. Yeah, that's right, folks. All right. So this week's uh, edition of Barney's blog is titled The Host with the Most. Ooh, that's right. kind of like a Beetlejuice reference right there. <laughs> sure. All right. It's this. Like, sure, like it's not a Beetlejuice. No, it is. Like, you know, the ghost with the most. No, I get it. Uh, so it says... Recently, I had dinner with the most successful host of the uh, in the history of television, Regis Philbin. Mm, but is and, that a true statement? To, to Barney, it is. And it got me thinking, if that crazy fella can do it, why can't Barney Stinson? After all, what, qualif- uh, what qualities make a great host? <laughs> he says, personality, check. Awesomeness, check. Good looks, check. And it says, uh, below are a few shows that I'd love to host. Let me know your favorite, and I'll, yeah. pitch, and I'll pitch it to Reege the next time I see him at the gym. Ooh, let me see. Let me see. How many are on the list? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. All right. I'm going to try to guess at least 
three of them. Okay. The dating game. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. These are all things that he's kind of made up himself. Oh, never mind then. But but, but you could you could kind of if you want to try to guess what they're about. Is there a dating game styled version game? Um, not really. Well, then I give up right there. Uh, I mean, I was gonna say not cause... in the way not in the way the dating game itself was set up. No. Oh God, is he gonna self date people? Like puts himself out there? You'll see. <laughs> All right, sir, on with it then. All right, the first game is titled, Is She Legal? <laughs> oh, man. Haven't we all played that game before? Yeah. Okay, so the description of the game, 20 nubile vixens compete against each other in trivia, physical challenges, yeah. and pillow fights before one lucky guy chooses a girl and asks the judges, Is she legal? You think you would know she was legal before they went on the game show? I think so. Location... International waters, you know, because then it's, you know, <laughs> it's not illegal to do that, <laughs> I guess. Uh, judges, a panel of law enforcement officers uh, po uh, posed to or poised to arrest the contestant if he chooses poorly. So <laughs> if he chooses poorly, he's going to jail. Prize free lifetime legal counsel by the lawyer of your choice. <laughs> Sponsor Thailand Tourism Board. That's right. horrible. It is. Uh, okay, next one. America's wettest t-shirt. <clears throat> All right. 500 girls in skin-tight white t-shirts vie to see who can make their t-shirt the wettest. Location. A different city each week. Regrets. Uh, oh, no, yeah. A, a different city each week. Regrets. Buffalo. <laughs> I love that there's a shot of buffalo in there. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Is that not the first time? It's definitely not. I, it's it's hilarious to me that they take shots at essentially. I want to know why buffalo yeah. women to them are so ugly. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. But it's definitely happened a few times. Uh, okay, judges. A panel composed of swimsuit models, firemen, and Olympic gold medal swimmer Michael Phelps. Okay. <laughs> I think I think this was before he got busted, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, prize. Each week's winner will board the America's Wettest T-Shirt Tour Bus and earn an automatic entry in the season-ending Tournament of Champions held in my pants. Sponsor, the NBA, the National Breast Augmentation Society. <laughs> oh, shit. Yep. All right, number three. Fathers and sons. Okay. Each week, a father and son unite, uh, forgive each other, and start their relationship anew. Location, the heart. Judges, no one should judge the relationship between father and son. Prize, the chance to finally play catch with your pop. Sponsor, okay, so sponsor the NBA, the National Basketball Association. At least that one's a wholesome one. It is, and, and and you can you see it's like stuff that's important to Barney, right? You know, like boobs and ladies, and then his a dad. relationship with his dad. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, hundred percent makes sense. The next one fits in with him as well. The next great tailor. Okay, it says up and coming tailors prove their metal by making a new top of the line suit every week. 
Location, Milan. Judges, uh, pieces will be judged on the following categories. Wearability, removability, get Barney laid ability. I wonder if this is before he hooks up with, um, what is it, Tim Kelly? Is that the guy's name? Oh, t- Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn. Yeah, I think, I, I mean, probably, yeah. <laughs> TV personality, Tim Gunn. Yeah. Barney, uh, your suit, oh. Prize, I get a nice suit and, depending on its quality, laid. <laughs> Sponsor, Barney's New York, duh. <laughs> and then the last one, don't forget your wallet. Oh, boy. All right. It says, unknown contestants are woken up early in the morning following a one-night stand and have one minute to get dressed and escape before we wake up the chick. If the clock expires or the contestant leaves any personal belongings, he may wind up stuck in a relationship. Ooh. Location, a bedroom near you. Judges, That's like an escape room, but with a twist. Yeah. Judges, a panel made up of myself, Scott Bayo, and ah. Lorenzo Lamas. Ah, oh, man, they got to change one of those and make it... Um... Oh, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, uh, Karate Kid dude? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, William Zapka. Yeah, William Zapka. B- Billy Zapka. Uh, prize, freedom, and sponsor, Trojan. Together, we can end feelings. Oh. And there it is, folks. That is this week's episode of Barney's Blog. <laughs> I hope you see. I hope you all suited up, bitches. <laughs> yes, and remember, when having relations with somebody, always remember to suit up. <laughs> yep, always remember to suit up downstairs. You're right, you're right. Gotta, gotta, gotta make sure of that. <laughs> Sponsored by Trojan. Sponsored by Trojan, unofficially. <laughs> yep, yep. So here's my question, though. Because I know it's not technically canon, but I'm going to go with this anyway, and I'm going to head canon this. Think it ever bothers Barney that uh, his brother is the host of a game show? <laughs> I mean, I feel like if if if, if that hat was actually within it, I feel like it kind of would. I don't know. Especially Deal or No Deal. I mean, like, that's, that's right up Barney's thing. Like, there's pranks in there, and there's fun in there, and true. a bunch of hot chicks. Very true, man. Very true. Yeah. All right, uh, unless you got anything else you would like to add about uh, the episode or about the blog or any of that jazz, or just in general, about life. You want to add something about your life? I don't even go for it. My beer can is empty. Hey, you know, it's a good time to wrap it up then. You're he's right. Ju- he's just getting started, folks. <laughs> All Listen, right. I know where this is going. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to find out more about me, Hop on over to Twitter. Find me at simply saying J1. I'm a pretty fucking funny guy. Yes. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Uh, and you can uh, find me on Twitter or X, as it's now called, what the fuck ever, uh, at movie blog Merc. That is the Twitter page where I say it, Merc with a movie blog. If you are watching this on YouTube, you are watching it on the Merc with a movie blog YouTube channel. So be sure to hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. Click that little bell, whoever the fuck it is. Absolutely. And remember that if you are using your mobile device, you can use that bell to set notifications for when Josh drops new content. Like, yeah, you know, right. How I Met Your Mother, How I Met Your Father, trailer reviews, other things. Yeah. Maybe he's going to, you know, bleach his butthole on camera and show the world. 
I mean, anything is possible, man. If you want to see Josh bleach his butthole, leave us some comments. That's a Patreon exclusive right there. (laughs) But what he's saying is is that if you people make it happen, it'll happen. You're hearing it here. Nothing's off the table. I'm open. (laughs) And apparently so my asshole will be open, too. You're going to spread your cheeks and call yourself Mike Honcho. Mike Honcho. You know it. You know it. <laughs> uh, you can also be sure to leave comments on the YouTube uh, videos as well. We'd love to hear from you guys there. Uh, and if you are on uh, listening on podcast form, you can head over to anchor.fm slash last call H-I-M-Y-M. Leave us a voice message over there. Uh, and if you are listening on Apple Podcasts and uh, you love what you're here and you want to leave us a five-star review, make sure to leave a message with it, and we will read that out on air as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. We always want to hear from you people. And, 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 you know, if you're on Spotify, I know that they at least do a rank a rating system. You can give us, you know, five-star if you are enjoying what you're listening to. We, we love all that. Gets us higher up in the ranks and everything. Gets us seen by more people. Uh, and, uh, of course, check us out on Twitter, at Last Call. H-I-M-Y-M. Twitter and Instagram. Same handle. At last call. H-I-M-Y-M. Patreon as well. If you guys are interested in anything. Including me bleaching my butthole. Hey. Anything's up for grabs, guys. Anything's up for grabs. And throw John a few shekels there. At uh, made one You know. He could use it. And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, I think that's all I got for him, man. What do you got for him? And how <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't listen here. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>